Hello, Mama. I am so excited, as always, to be here with you today. Even more excited because I didn't know if I would still be here at this point talking to you. A couple of days have gone by since I have last recorded and baby is due in two days. So I'm still here. We're still chugging along. We'll see by the time you hear this. I'm sure baby will have come. Um, this is going to be way aired way in advance, but I like to give you where I'm at right now. So you have a little window into my life. (laughs) So we'll see when baby comes. He's uh, hanging in there, which I'm not sad about because uh, everyone in my home is sick, which if you heard my story, I just shared recently about my daughter being born. That was also true when she was born to the extent that my husband was not allowed to be in the hospital room with me when she was born. So I am just praying and believing that that this will be a different situation and that God will redeem that. And whatever happens, I know he's going to be in the middle of this birth. So I'm, I'm trusting I'm at peace, but I'm definitely praying baby boy stays in there until everyone is healthy and, um, I can have my husband with me. I just, I want to do this with him. You know, this might be our last, um, biological child and, you know, it's just something special I want to share with him, obviously, right? Like it's his child too. So (laughs) Oh, you all get it. Um, So that's where I'm at. Today is a beautiful, dreary day. uh, When I went up to go sit outside um, to spend time with God, it was raining and it made me so happy and it was just chilly and uh, there's a little place that's protected from like the elements on our porch. So I got to sit there and watch the rain and hear it and just be in God's presence. And I just love rainy days. So I'm snuggled into my closet. <laughs> We're in our new home, but um, still in my closet. The, the office area felt echoey. So we'll see once we get some furniture in there right now. It's just bare bones empty. So um, but this, here's the thing though. I know some of you, if you've been around here for a minute, have heard me complain or <laughs> Please talk about my closet, my old closet that I could barely fit in with my foot and a half by foot and a half desk. And it was so, so squished. Now I have a much bigger closet and my little desk has plenty of room and it's just so lovely. I, I feel so blessed and excited. So anyways, um, I'm excited to dive in. We just wrapped up our series on how to prepare for birth and postpartum and all of that. And I know, um, you know, that didn't apply to all of you, mama. Some of you are mamas of older kids and um, maybe even your kids have left the house. So I'm excited to dive into some some of our regular episodes now and see how many I can, I can get in there before baby comes. But today we're going to talk about how to teach your kids not to listen to the voice of shame and what that looks like in our parenting. And it can be this these small little nuances of how we talk about things and, and what we say to our kids. And um, I'm just excited to share with you a little moment I had with my son that kind of touched on this and just to help prepare you so you can talk with your kids about this because I know shame is such a big player in so many of our lives and I know we want something different for our kids so um yeah excited to dive in hey um if you haven't lately shared these episodes with anyone um before we dive in I just ask that you would pause 
Take a screenshot of this episode or your favorite episode or the podcast in general and send it to a friend or post it on a social media platform. And uh, that just helps so much to have this podcast growing and helping other mamas just find some peace and hope and encouragement and whatever whatever else you get out of it. Um, and it just means so much to me. So thank you for doing that. Just take a moment, pause and do that. And then we're going to hop into our episode. Let's do it. Welcome to the Morning Mama Podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Mama, I'm sitting here with my tea. I got my uh, red raspberry leaf tea, trying to get everything ready for for labor and delivery. And uh, it's a perfect day for tea. So it just it's just all so lovely. I've been eating my uh, dates too. I don't know if all of you have heard, you know, all the little things you can do just to help prepare your cervix. And I don't even know what else. Honestly, science is not <laughs> my forte, but it helps get things ready. So I've been doing all the things, just wanting, um, you know, a fast, easy delivery. And um, yeah, so I'm enjoying my tea today. By the way, though, if you... Um, yeah, if you haven't heard, dates can help prepare your body for labor. And my midwife told me to eat them with goat cheese, which is like literally one of the, my favorite snacks in the world now. I'm like, I want to continue this every day forever. The thing is, there's a ton of sugar in, you know, dried dates. So I don't know that I will do that. Probably not wise. But right now I'm living it up. I love it so much. And uh, anyways, if you are trying to prepare for labor. Um, I highly recommend that. I love goat cheese and it's just the perfect combination. So I look forward to my little afternoon snack every day for that. But anyways, I'm rambling a lot today. <laughs> Let's jump into our topic. Um, okay. So we are talking about how to help our kids fight the voice of shame. And this is talking about the idea that I am bad versus I did something bad. So Shame is this belief that we are bad, that that there's something about us that is bad versus what we did was bad, which would be more guilt, right? And and most of the time there is there is guilt that does not come from God, but a lot of times guilt is good, right? It helps us um, hear the it's the voice of the Holy Spirit, it's conviction, and um, the voice. What I've heard, you know, we're not exactly talking about this today, but it's kind of similar, like the, the, how you can tell the voice of conviction, which would be maybe that guilt voice versus the void of condemnation, which would be kind of the voice of shame is that the voice of conviction will always call you higher. The voice of conviction will say, Hey, this isn't who you are. You're more than this. You're a child of God. This is not how you should behave. Um, it's going to speak life into us. It's going to speak, you know, call us to a higher place versus 
condemnation is going to say, this is who you are. This is all you'll ever be. You're just bad. And this is just what you're going to do forever. Right. And so you can hear that difference there. Um, and I love, I, I love hearing that teaching. I think it was from my, one of my pastors at some point, but it just helps me recognize, okay, is this the voice of the enemy trying to sneak in there? Or is this God's voice trying to help me change a behavior that needs to be changed? Cause right. Like we all have sin. And I'm going to talk about this in this conversation is we can't deny we have sin. We can't ignore that. That is something we absolutely need to address. However, we need to distinguish ourselves from that sin. We are not that sin. So we'll jump into it. But first, I want to start with sharing how this idea of this episode came about. And it's because of my son. One night, he was supposed to be going to bed. And we're pretty strict on bedtime around here. We, you know, when once they go to bed at a certain time, they need to stay in their rooms and, you know, we redirect them as necessary. I guess it's only my son at this point. I know my daughter will join in the shenanigans at some point, although she loves to sleep. So who knows what that will look like. Anyways, he, you know, often tries to find excuses to come out. And this one night he came out and he, um, when he came out, he said, that he said, mom, I am worried because I'm a bad kid. And I, you know, I can recognize the ploys to try and get out of bedtime. And this might've been one of them, but at the same time, I knew that I had to address this. This is something that I have tried to be cognizant of as a parent and tried to help speak this into him. But this was uh, the first time I'd ever heard him speak that way. I have never heard him just call himself a bad kid. And so I knew that even though it was bedtime, I needed to take a moment, stop everything I was doing and go and sit and talk with him for a few minutes. And you know, we do need to be uh, ready as parents to do this. We have to be ready to whenever our kids are ready to talk about things, especially as they get older, we need to be ready. And oftentimes this does not come at convenient times. Uh, the book Shepherding a Child's Heart, they talk about this a lot about just being ready when your your kids, or your teenagers are ready to talk. And oftentimes it's at night when you're exhausted and you don't want to talk, but we need to kind of meet them there because it's so important to have those moments with them. And so I knew this is one of those moments. Um, you know, I knew I had to just push bedtime aside for a minute. I knew I had to drop what I was doing and just sit with him. So I went and sat on the stairs with him and, you know, I kind of asked him some questions say, Hey, like what, where did, where is this coming from? Why are you saying this? Let's talk about it. And I don't remember the specifics of the situation, but you know, something had happened earlier in the the day or the night and he had made some kind of bad choice and it probably it involved his sister, like pushing her, hugging her too hard, you know, all of the things that we struggle with in this season. And, you know, he, he felt like because he had made that choice, it meant that he was a bad kid. And so I actually was just so grateful for this opportunity because I got to speak some truth and some life into him that he might have otherwise not gotten this, this moment, this teaching, he might not have gotten this opportunity to understand this at this level. And I was so proud of him too, for, for sharing that with me, you know, not in the best timing, but that's okay. (laughs) But I, I'm glad that he shared that thought with me. He obviously was being eaten up by it. And I, I love trying to create an atmosphere in our home where our kids can come and talk to us about things, about how they're feeling, even about how we've hurt them as parents. That That's uh, another moment that happened this morning that I'll share about in a future episode. And 
Anytime my kid comes and shares with me something that they're struggling with, even uh, especially when it's something that I did, you know, to hurt them um, inadvertently, I am so proud of them because I want them to be, to feel safe to open up in a respectful way, of course, but I, I'm just so honored every time they choose to talk about those things with me. And so, um, you know, just be cautious when that happens to not get triggered and, and shut down and just get angry or, or send them back to bed or whatever it is. Because, you know, you're feeling bad about your behavior because maybe you recognize, yeah, I know I messed up in that moment, but you haven't really come to terms with it and, and worked through it yourself. And we need to be cautious to make sure we can let them share what they're feeling and let them share how that affected them without us getting triggered. And, and even if you are getting triggered in that moment and you're really struggling to, to kind of face this, my encouragement to you, do your four steps if you know them, if you've been around here for a while, or if you've been in the academy, you know how to do your four steps and that can help you get to a solid place. But, you know, otherwise, if you don't know that, like just try and muscle through it, like try and be present and then you can go to God later and, and seek that forgiveness and work through the shame maybe you have taken on. And, um, but, but it's so important to allow your kids to, to express these things in a healthy way to you because we're parents, we're, we're humans. We're going to mess up. We're going <laughs> to make mistakes. It is inevitable. None of us will escape this. So the best way to make the mistakes is to allow conversation about it. And, um, I'll share a, an example with you and, in a little bit about that. But, you know, I talked with him and this was something just more about what he had done, a choice he had made. And, and I, and I remember the moment, I don't remember it now, but I remember remembering it <laughs> in that moment. And, you know, I, I hadn't, I hadn't spoken anything specific over him in that moment about how he was bad or anything like that. This was just more something that he picked up on because um, of kind of maybe the severity of the situation. Like, I think um, I'm really trying to teach him, like, we need to respect people when they don't want to be touched. And this is something so important. I'm trying to hone that into him. And so I think because of how much I'm emphasizing that, he might have taken it to another level. And so... I, I love this opportunity. I, I talk with him through it. I talk to him about the difference between you are bad and the thing that you did is bad. So here's the thing. We're not ignoring the bad. We call it out. We don't just say they made that choice because they were dysregulated. We don't say, like, we don't give excuse to it. We call it sin. We, we say that that thing that you chose to do was bad. That is bad. That is sin. We don't try and sugarcoat it in any way. This is one of my frustrations with kind of some of the current parenting um, teachings is kind of excusing bad behavior because of dysregulation or developmental levels. And while we, you know, every kid is at a different developmental level and, and we are dysregulated, um, that's also true of adults. Like the reason that we make bad choices is because we're dysregulated, but that doesn't mean that it's not sin. It doesn't excuse it. And I think we do a disservice, a major disservice to our kids when we, we don't view their bad behavior as sin. And we just say, oh, it's just because of this thing. It's because of their age. It's because they were um, upset in that moment. And what we're teaching our kids is that that's, that's okay. There's, there's excuses for our behavior. And um, the thing is, you know, we get more control over our minds as we get older. However, it's the same story. 
like I just said, adults make sinful choices when they are dysregulated. And we, we talk about this a lot in when I go through pain and peace cycles and restoration theory. And you can go back if you want to dive into that teaching. It's such good content. It's the theory that I use as a therapist, the theory that I use as a coach now. And um, it's just so helpful to understand yourself and the world and everyone else. And it's so good. You can go back episodes 15 through 20. I really dive into it. There's little other ones scattered throughout all of these episodes. And we really dive into it in our uh, Morning Mama Academy. So if you haven't gone on the wait list yet, I don't know when the next one is happening for sure, but sometime, I hope in the early new year is my hope. We'll have to see how this baby goes and integration into our family and we will see. But the wait list is already getting full, which is blowing my mind and I have to find some solutions because I think, you know, last time I took a max of 10 people, we already have six people on the wait list. So just make sure you email me so you can have first dibs on those spots. Um, and then I will, if you, if you send me your name and email, you can email me, you can email me at support at morningmama.co. And, um, then I can put your name on the list and let you know as soon as I do have an official date and all the details regarding the next round that's happening with the Academy. We just wrapped up one, um, gosh, is it a week ago, two weeks ago? I think it was just a week ago, which I can't believe it. it feels like so long already, but it's been so incredible. I'm going to have some of the ladies come on here to share their experience soon, but um, it's just such a great way to get control over your emotions, get control over your life, help you understand why you struggle with different things. And uh, it doesn't fix everything, but you now know how to solve things. You now understand why things are hard and you know the path out. And that's, that's so huge is just knowing the path out. Cause sometimes we feel so stuck because we don't even know what to do next. We just know things are broken and they're not working right. But we don't know what, what, what to do next. So yeah, well, we'll dive more into that in the coming months. As soon as I have an official date, I will announce that to you. But first, I will go to my wait list and get to get those ladies there. So just make sure you email me support at morningmama.co if you want to get on there. But anyways, we going back to the pain and peace cycle. What, what, what it is, is we all have these core wounds that happen inside of us that when these wounds get triggered, we go to our destructive coping, which essentially is sin. And so we go and we, we are dysregulated because that's what's happening when this pain comes into our body, into our brain, it causes us to go into fight or flight mode, which is where this destructive coping comes from. And so when we're in that mode, you know, it could be so easy to, to make it all sciencey and say, oh, we're in fight or flight. This is just an automatic reaction that's happening. But, but no, uh, we actually do have control over it. We can stop the process. I teach you how to stop the process. I teach you how to rewire your brain. So you don't automatically go to that and you, you can gain control over it, but it is sin. And so we need to teach our kids this because it's the same story when we get older is just like, they get dysregulated, the the pain moment comes up, the wounding comes up, and it, it sends them to trying to cope with it. And that is their sin behavior. Just like as adults, we are trying to cope with it and we do destructive things to ourselves and to others to try and cope with that pain. But that is sin, friends. So all that to say, that was a long tangent to say we do need to call out the sin in our kids. We don't want to sugarcoat it. We don't want to avoid it. But 
The difference is what we're talking about today is we need to talk about how this sin is not who you are. You are not your sin. So yes, like the Bible talks about how our flesh is sinful. However, we are not just made up of our flesh. We are made up of uh, body, mind, and spirit. We are creations of God and what God makes is good. And so we can't just say we are bad because we have sin and a sin nature. No, God has made us and so we are good and he has redeemed us through the blood of Jesus. And so the sin, the behavior is bad, but we are not bad. And so this is what it was, it sounded like when I talked to him through it. I said, who you are, buddy, is not bad. The choice you made when you pushed your sister, whatever it was, the choice you made is the sin that's inside of you. And that is bad. That is something we all have as humans. Mommy has it. Daddy has it. Sissy has it. Like we all have sin, but, and that is bad, but you are not bad. You are made by God and redeemed by God. And so you, who you are is not bad. You are not a bad kid. And the reason this is so important, and I'm going to, I'm going to bring this to a personal level for a moment because we've got to uh, understand this, is the voice of shame stops us from being who God calls us to be. So when we start to believe that we are bad, that does not allow us to grow. That does not allow us to get past something. We begin to identify with that. We begin to say that's who we are and it holds us in that place and and it makes it really hard to move on from that. It makes it really hard to do something different because we just believe that is who we are and that's all we'll ever be. So, you know, going to a personal level, have you ever had to fight this as a mom? Like, as a mom, have you ever made some mistakes with your kid and you're fighting this voice that says, you're a bad mom? How could you speak to your kid that way? How could you ignore them that way? How could you not do X, Y, Z? How could you do X, Y, Z? Like you are a bad mom. And, and I, I know this, I know most of you, if not all of you have experienced this at some point, because this is the reality of, first of all, life. It's so easy to get caught in this voice, but especially as a mom, oh, the job that we have is so enormous. It is it's so much pressure in a good way and a hard way. <laughs> we are raising up the next generation. We are pouring life into God's children, right? Like we are responsible for helping them thrive in this world. And that is a huge responsibility. And so with the weight of the job that we have, uh, along with the pressures that it comes with, you know, um, not just the pressure of speaking life into them and helping them be healthy and all of that, but also just those day-to-day pressures of laundry and dishes and food and house and blah, 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 and marriage, all the things that add up and feel so overwhelming, right? And so it can so easily become this, this pit of darkness, really, because we're so overwhelmed and that means our pain is getting triggered. 
Like if we allow stress to come in, our pain is getting triggered, which means we're, we're coping destructively, which means we're sinning, which makes everything worse, right? Sin just, just perpetuates sin and it it makes it worse. And so we're hurting ourselves. We're hurting our spouse. We're hurting our kids and we're making more overwhelm happen because (laughs) the overwhelm is triggering us to sin. Like it's just this, this, this volcano, actually tornado more is a better (laughs) analogy. And it just doesn't stop. And, you know, I know this myself, you know, in fact, this morning is, oh man, it's, it's been a tough morning. You know, I, we're in a hard season right now. We just moved uh, two weeks ago and babies do, like I said, in two days. And it's just been such an intense season of, you know, before the move, trying to pack and being so uncomfortably pregnant and trying to navigate all of it and then moving and trying to get everything settled and not knowing when baby's coming. And, you know, we're trying to rent our old house and my husband has so many things on his plate. Like he's trying to prepare for, you know, to be home extra after the baby comes. So he's trying to catch up on work, which he already has a lot of pressure there and then do extra work so he can be home more. And then he's trying to manage the old house and he's trying to get this house in order. And we're trying to unpack and right. Like, you get it. The list goes on. You have your own list. I'm not trying to say my list is crazier. Um, I know for us, this is a crazier season for us than we've had, um, in a while. And it is extremely challenging. And so with that, you know, this whirlwind of overwhelm that I'm talking about, it has absolutely been happening in our home and in my heart even. And I have really been struggling to not not fall into that sin and not fall into anger. The way that I usually destructively cope is uh, a lot of times in control or anger. And that has been coming out more than normal. And, you know, part of it's like, I'm so slowed down because my body can't do what it's, it normally does. And I'm, my hips are hurting a lot. And so it's, it's, I have pain that I'm dealing with and, oh, just the pressure, right? Like I, I just went through the list. I don't need to go through it again. You get it. But with this whirlwind, I have been failing a lot. I have been falling into sin a lot. And so like this morning was another example of that. And we were behind. And the reason we were behind is because I did not get us started on time, right? Like I always sit and have my time with God in the morning. And sometimes when I'm not disciplined enough to like, oh, this is, this is the time I have to start getting the kids ready. I'm like, oh, five more minutes. Okay. Five more minutes. Right. And then, and then we get behind and then I'm stressed because we're running late and, and it just, so all of this was my fault. Um, (laughs) and I am just being super rude to my son and I'm being super critical to him and I'm speaking out of anger and I'm just not being loving and I'm trying to get us out the door and trying to do all these things. And it just was a terrible morning. And, you know, I was so proud of him. We're, you know, we were just talking about you and me, we're talking about how, when, you know, we're trying to create this atmosphere in our homes where kids can come to us and share with us when we hurt them. And I was so proud of my son because he said, mom, can you please just talk nicely to me? And he did it in such a respectful way. And I was just so proud of him for sharing that. Like, 
I knew what I was doing, you know, but I, I just wasn't stopping the ball from rolling down the hill. I just was letting it go. And, um, he felt it right. And, but he addressed it. He knew that he shouldn't be spoken to that way. He recognized that, that he is, it should have someone lovingly talk to him and kindly talk to him. And I, I was just so proud of him for saying that. And I said, you know what? You're right, bud. I'm, I'm so sorry we're running behind. It's my fault. I'm really struggling to be kind right now. Please forgive me. And it kind of reset the situation for a little bit, but then honestly, I kind of went back and oh, kept, kept being critical and short because I just, that the stress has just gotten to me. And that's kind of like in this season, you know, th- that can happen anytime is, you know, when I'm stressed, I am not as kind, but in this season, like my fuse, that, that, that distance between me being loving to me being dysregulated and sinning is a lot shorter because I am already at this capacity level where it's, I'm, I'm struggling. And so then when my fuse is shorter, then I'm just staying in that place longer and I get to that place easier and my kids are absolutely affected by it. And so, you know, I, I, on the way to dropping my son off at school, I apologized to him and I said, I'm so sorry. I shouldn't ever speak to you that way. Um, I need to, it's my fault that we were running behind. I need to get us going earlier, you know, had a whole conversation with him and he is receptive to it. But, you know, I just, had such a major battle on my way home, just feeling so sad that I had, I had set that I had created that kind of morning for him, right? He's, he's off at school now and he's trying to learn things and trying to, he's like, you know, learning is hard. Like learning takes risks and it takes confidence because you have to know that, you know, when, when you do fail at things, it's not who you are, right? That's again, the voice of shame, but I want to instill in him confidence that like, it's okay to fail. It's okay to mess up. It's okay to, you know, try and not succeed at first. Like all of us have that. And, and I just felt so convicted of like, I had sent him off to school with this kind of morning with, with these kind of voices happening in his mind of, of feeling like he wasn't enough, like he couldn't do anything right. And I just felt so burdened by that. And I really struggled. And, you know, I had that voice of like, you are a bad mom playing in my mind. And like, you, you shouldn't be a mom at all. And, and you definitely shouldn't be speaking to moms. Like I knew I was going to try and do some recording this morning and I'm like, yeah, right. Who, who's going to do that? Like, I'm not fit for this. I am not good enough for this. How God could you choose me to do this? And it's something I had to really pray through. And, uh, you know, I, I worked through my four steps and it helped me regulate. And I knew because of my four steps that the next thing I had to do was pray. And so I prayed over my son and just prayed that that voice would not uh, continue throughout the day. And the voice of the enemy would be silenced because the enemy is going to latch onto all of this and try and exploit it and make it louder and, 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 you know, have it be so big in his ears that he can't think of anything else. And so I just prayed over that and I prayed for forgiveness and I prayed prayed just over everything and and God helped me get back to a place where I'm like, okay, yes, this is sin. And yes, this is an area I need to grow to, right? Like I need to work on my self-discipline to get us going earlier. So I don't put myself in these situations. So I'm not at my, my fuse doesn't get to this short place. Right. And, and through that time I worked through it and God helped me get away from that voice of shame of I'm a bad mom to I have sinned, but I am forgiven and I have some growth opportunities that are in front of me. And that's the, that's the thing about shame 
it's going to tell you there's no room for growth because this is just who you are. This is just how you'll always be. And when we believe that, we can't grow. We're not going to try and grow because we're just going to assume we're going to fail again. And so we've got to get rid of this voice of shame in ourselves and, and help our kids to get rid of it as well because that's the only way that they are going to grow past this stuff. This is the only way we're going to grow past this stuff. And, and because if I let this voice of shame fester, I'm just going to get angrier because I'm going to feel horrible about myself. I'm going to feel like I'm failing and I shouldn't even be doing this job. And I'm going to, or I'm going to become depressed and I'm going to not be present with my kids, right? Like the voice of shame will only lead to destruction. And so we've got to eradicate it. We've got to fight it. We've got to recognize it when it comes up and we've got to fight it with the word of God. So that's my question to you. How are you helping your kids fight this voice of shame? How are you helping yourself fight this voice of shame? Uh, some of the phrases that I like to use with my kids are, hey, this isn't who you are. But what's going on, buddy? Why are you acting this way? This isn't who you are. This isn't the kind of brother you are. This isn't the kind of child you are. Like kind of trying to separate them from this behavior because I, I know that's not who he is. Like he actually is an amazing brother. He is so loving and so kind and so caring. That is who he is. Now he makes mistakes. He falls into sin, but that's not who he is. And so I, I help him separate that. And I just try and speak life over him as much as possible and remind him that he is a beautifully, wonderfully made child of God. He's a good brother. He's a good son. He's deeply loved, right? Just, just speaking these truths over him about who he really is, helping him figure out his identity, which is in Christ. And the Bible has lots to say about who we are in Christ. And man, that's good stuff. And none of it is that we are bad. Our sin is bad. We are not bad. So I, I hope that you'll begin to have these conversations in your home. Start with yourself because you got to work on it in yourself before you can teach your kids about it. And then, yeah, just, just open the floor up in your home for these kind of conversations. Let me pray for you. God, I just thank you for your voice, God, that it is so loving and so kind and so healing and that we can stand firm in who you say we are, God, that we don't have to be derailed by our sin because you've, uh, you've paid the price for it and, and it is gone. And God, I just pray we could stand in that victory. We could stand on solid ground and know that we are more than conquerors because of who you are, Lord. And I just pray that every mama listening, God, in her own life personally, God, she would be able to fight the voice of shame. God, I just pray for freedom from that voice. I pray right now, God, you would help her recognize ways that she's let that voice dictate her thoughts and her feelings and her identity, God. And I pray that that, that would fall away right now in the name of Jesus, God. And, and right now, chains would fall, God, because of the work you're doing. And Lord, I pray that you would show her how to teach her kids this as well, God. I pray she could go back and have conversations with them even after this and and talk to them about how, how maybe she She's even made mistakes in how she's phrased things. And that's okay. All of us make mistakes all the time. And that is okay. And so God, I just pray for a wisdom for her and equipping a courage for her. Everything she needs, God, just to press into these conversations, God. And, and even in this conversation, God, I remove the voice of shame that, that might tell her that she should have done it differently, that, that, that she's not good enough because she, she didn't do this right the first time. God, we just remove that in the name of Jesus. We pray for freedom. We pray for peace, God, that would help remind her that, that she's redeemed, 
that those mistakes are redeemed, God, and you have a way out for her and her kids, God. And so we just praise you, Lord, for your voice. Prayer just ring loudly above anything the enemy might try and derail us with, God. We love you. We praise you for your goodness, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Thank you.